The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can listen to me on the radio weeknights, Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m., midnight to 1 a.m. Give the show a listen. You will like it. The holiday season is upon us, and I have always found that it is better, much better, to give than to receive. I'm joined by Kim DePaulo, who is the chief operating officer of an organization in New York City called Drive Change. Ms. DePaulo, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dominic. So explain to me your event. Yeah, absolutely. So we began doing this. This will be our third annual event. You know, during the height of the pandemic, a lot of our fellows who we support formerly incarcerated young people to, you know, get employment in the hospitality industry. And when New York City shut down, restaurants shut down. And so we were looking for a way to reemploy our fellows. And we also saw a huge spike in food insecurity in New York City and especially near where our offices are in the local Brooklyn area. And so we began distributing food and we started re-employing our fellows to work those events. So they were packaging and preparing food. And our biggest event each year for the last few years has been our Thanksgiving holiday distribution. So we distribute over 200 turkeys and all the you know, ingredients to prepare a full meal to families in our local community. So now, wait a minute. How many turkeys again? Over 200. Wow. Wow. I wanted to speak to you because I find it phenomenal what you folks at Drive Change are doing. Because I have found over the last couple of years, actually last couple of decades, that everybody can complain, but are you willing to step up? And you folks are stepping up. How did this all start? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to, we really, you know, community is really important to us. And, you know, because our fellows work in the food industry and, you know, we believe like food is a unifier, right? Everybody gathers with family and friends. And, you know, our hope is that everyone can have a wonderful and joyful meal, especially during the holidays. And so, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, as we talk to our community, like, Prices have gone up. Meat prices were really expensive last year, and we wanted to fill that gap. You know, a lot of restaurants were filling that gap during the pandemic, but now, you know, are back doing, you know, regular business. And so we've wanted to continue that the event. And also we do it on a weekly through from April through November. We distribute food weekly to 175 families. And so that's really how it began. And we've You know, we started doing 50 families and then it grew to 100, 150. Now we do 175 families with our last event always being over 200 families. And our hope is to continue to grow. You know, it's unfortunate, obviously, you know, we don't want to see food insecurity continue to go up, but it is the reality. And so 
we want to fill that gap. And we see it as an incredible opportunity for our fellows to be leaders in the community and to get out there and, and show their talents and skills as well. This is wonderful. We are chatting with Kim DePalo, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Drive Change. Now, I noticed from looking at the photos, it's a blue truck, I believe, almost like an ice cream truck that you folks drive around in. Is that correct? It's actually, we redid it a few years ago. It's black with like white lettering. It says Food Trucks for Social Justice on the side of it. Okay, and so the truck actually drives around the city of New York delivering food? So we currently keep it close to home. We're located off of Flushing Avenue in Bed-Stuy, and so currently we do it. We've stayed really close to our community. The food truck has gone out and does go out, and we're hoping to take it out more next year. But this year we've really been working to build our community that's that's really local to us. And so... Do you do this? Does the organization do this? Because sometimes people feel lonely during the holidays and tough times. Is this a way of cheering up and on an emotional level, picking up New Yorkers? Yeah, I think, you know, I think joy is important. Like it is a absolute, you know, I think even for our team and our fellows, like one of our, our kitchen assistant, who's a graduate of our program, like he has said, like he goes out into the community and like community members recognize him and they're like, you're the chef from drive change. And they like, know, right. Because we're out there every week and he's out there every week sharing, you know, the joy. And so I think it's a really big part of what we do. It brings us all a lot of joy and our hope is that we can do the same for community members and families. We are chatting with Kim DePalo, the Chief Operating Officer of Drive Change, helping fellow New Yorkers during the holidays in terms of food insecurity. Uh, Ms. DePalo, explain to me, you mentioned this about COVID and so on, but when it comes to food insecurity and the issue of food, how big of a problem is it? It's a huge problem, you know, especially it spiked during the pandemic, over 2.5 million New Yorkers reporting food insecurity. And so it really is. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, when someone's food insecure, they often have to go from pantry to pantry to actually be able to create and prepare a full nutritious meal. And so part of the work that we do is that every week the bags that we distribute are very like thoughtfully created in order for a family to be able to prepare full meals, that there's produce in there, there are shelf stable items in there. We always include, you know, a non-perishable item like aluminum foil, something they can use, eggs, milk. That's an important piece for us that it's not just, you know, oftentimes it's donations and that are then like put in a bag and like a person has to figure out what to do with the ingredients or go to other places to try to figure out. And we really try to make sure that it's one stop and that the family can have a really, you know, culturally appropriate, healthy meal. We spend a lot of time talking to our community members to ask what they want to see in the bags and what their needs are, because that's an important piece for us as well, that it is, it's about dignity, a person's dignity too. That's wonderful, the dignity aspect of this. And I say this to you because I'm someone that grew up in the city where at times we didn't have food. Once Mm -hmm. my grandmother's SSI check ran out by halfway through the month, we were down to bologna sandwiches 
and mayonnaise sandwiches and butter yep. sandwiches. So I can relate a thousand percent to what you're doing. But why? Tell us why you're doing this. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, I think we deeply believe in the power of people and humanity and like just seeing, you know, I think it's our mission is based on like, you know, we work with formerly incarcerated young people between the ages of 18 and 25. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know, chances, second chance. I'm like, it's not a lot of people have never been given the first chance, right? The first chance to thrive and really live out their full potential. And so this is just a continuation of that mission of really believing in people and then taking like all the power and wonderful gifts that our team and fellows and alumni have and pushing them out into the world so that other people can feel, you know, that joy and can feel just like you said, the dignity of like what it is to like be in community with one another. You know, I think the idea that food is a right and that there's so many places, you know, you said you're from New York, like this idea that there's places in New York, again, one of the biggest and most wealthy cities in the world, and you can't access like fresh, healthy, nutritious produce and groceries. And that is just not what should exist in our country. And so I would be remiss, here we are in the holiday season, if I didn't ask this question, to people listening to you that may want to help out, possible donation, whatever the case may be, because you're helping people with the food insecurity issue, but you're also giving young people that may have made a mistake, you're giving them a second chance by supporting formerly incarcerated young people ages 18 to 24. So how could people help out your organization if they would like to do so? Yeah, if they want to visit our website at drivechangenyc.org, there's an opportunity to obviously donate to the organization. You know, currently for our events, you know, we're building a volunteerism system because a lot of people like to, you know, want to get involved. And so we're really thinking about, and as these events grow and we do more of them, just an opportunity to get involved with the work that we do. But yeah, if you visit our website, drivechangenyc.org, you can find out a lot more information. I want to ask you this. You said culturally appropriate meals. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, a lot, you know, we think about the community that we're serving. Most of them are black and brown. And so thinking about what they want to eat, what they prefer on their table, you know, I think a lot of people think like, oh, this is what I like and you should have this too. And that's just not the way we think about food. It's why we spend time asking them what they want to see. You know, we've had elderly community who say like, hey, you know, it's really hard for me to prepare meals you know, would you do prepared meals, which we've done. And so just thinking about like, what are like, if we're buying produce and we're serving produce in the bags, what are the things they want to see? And if there are things that we're putting in there that maybe they've never, you know, seen before or are a new ingredient, even to us, like doing a little extra work to share, Hey, this is what this is. And this is how it can be used and prepared, but really thinking about the people that we're serving and what they want, not what we want. 
that is wonderful as well. We are chatting with Kim DePalo, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Drive Change. They're doing wonderful things in terms of the issue of food insecurity, feeding people for the holidays, employing, helping formerly incarcerated young people. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you feel it's important for the public to know? I think you did a great job, Dominic, asking great questions. I'm really excited that I got to share more just about the work that we're doing. And I think the more that we all, you know, uplift our community and spread the word, the better off we all are. Well, you can't be any more excited about this segment and about what you're doing than I am, because I think it's absolutely wonderful. And that's why we wanted to have a chance to chat with you. Kim DePalo, the Chief Operating Officer of Drive Change, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dominic. And that brings this episode to a close. I want to thank you folks for joining us. If you are interested in my book on my life, Growing Up in New York City and Overcoming Numerous Obstacles, where I'm still standing, the book is titled No Mama's Boy, and it will be personally signed for you by me. Or if you're interested in my bobblehead doll, you can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com, or one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store. From Dominic Carter t-shirts, the hats, and much more, go to WABCRadioStore.com. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, 77 WABC. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall.